Welcome to Sundial Now on WLRN. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. While some in the Caribbean are mourning Queen Elizabeth II's death, others are hoping that the change to the throne might loosen their ties to the monarchy. A dozen Caribbean countries belong to the British Commonwealth. Most of them maintain the crown as their head of state. There is a partnership in certain areas like law enforcement and judicial cooperation. Still, the British monarchy's authority over these countries is largely symbolic. Half of these nations have been outspoken about separating themselves from the monarchy and the legacy of British colonial rule. Just last year, Barbados left the Commonwealth and replaced the Queen with a head of state. WLRN's America's editor, Tim Paget joined me to discuss. Barbados took that step for a reason that I think a lot of other Caribbean islands right now are considering the same step, and that is they felt that the symbolism of it would be a galvanizing, have a galvanizing effect on their democracy. It would make them feel more self-reliant. It would make them feel that they had finally and decisively cut whatever ties they had to the past of British colonial rule in the Caribbean. And I mean, the popularity of the monarchy has been in decline in recent years as well. Why is that? You have a new generation in the Caribbean that doesn't have uh, as fond a bond with uh, the British monarchy as, say, the older generation in countries like Jamaica, the Bahamas, etc. You have a new generation. They see the word commonwealth, for example, as just another word for colonialism. And they feel that until their countries become republics and break with the British monarchy, uh, they're still going to have that legacy of colonialism, including slavery that lasted for 400 years or so in in the Caribbean, including things like that, hanging over their heads and sort of, uh, again, in a a symbolic and and psychological way, holding them back. Uh, So it's it's very much a product of, of a new generation in the Caribbean feeling like, no, we have to cut the ties with this, uh, this, this colonial past that's still hanging over our, our island's uh, heads. Right. And it's still, it's split. We saw it after the Queen's death recently. There's still some support for the monarchy in the Caribbean, of course. Uh, yes. You spoke with Father Stephen Grant, an Anglican priest in Freeport on Grand Bahama Island. She would not only spend time with the politicians, but visit the underprivileged, especially children. And we have a whole lot to thank her for to be such a stabilizing force in Commonwealth countries, especially in the Bahamas. He's part of of the 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 older generation, I think, who looks at the presence of the Queen in the Caribbean Commonwealth as sort of a calming, stabilizing presence, culturally, economically, politically. Um, that's, I think, how his generation views. Um, the, the, the presence of, of the queen and, the, and whatever British monarch as the head of state of, of countries like the Bahamas. But again, the younger generation, um, particularly in a young populated country like Jamaica, um, where just this past summer, a new survey came out showing that only 27% of Jamaicans now support having uh, the British monarch as its head of state. A very ample majority now want to become a republic. 
at least that's what the polls say. But mm -hmm. we're 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 still seeing a lot of influence in Jamaica that's sort of pro-monarchy, sort of, and and a lot of it involves the political and economic elite in Jamaica. Again, an older generation, and they're they're sort of slowing things down. And so even though you see Prime Minister, the Jamaican Prime Minister Andrew Holness saying we intend to have, uh, even I think he said before this year is out, a referendum on breaking with the British monarchy, the wheels are moving very, very slowly. And I doubt very much that they'll have a referendum of that kind before before this year is out. Right, right. And you mentioned uh, Jamaica. I actually heard from Khalib Thompson. She's Jamaican-American and she's the president of the Island Space Caribbean Museum in Broward. Intellectually, of course, many of us are going to realize that she wasn't responsible for colonialism. It was something kind of handed to her. But viscerally, at the spiritual level, we think of her as ultimately the head of an institution with a horrific legacy, and she apparently never apologized for any of it. So it's definitely a mixed bag. Well, when Queen Elizabeth's grandson, Prince William, visited the Caribbean islands uh, earlier this year, and uh, the head of the museum there that we just heard from, she pointed out that the queen and the monarchy have never apologized for colonial rule. He did, however, express his sorrow for the legacy of slavery uh, in the Caribbean uh, under British rule. Uh, while he was in the Caribbean on that tour, um, about six other Caribbean nations, including Jamaica, uh, signal to him that they are seriously considering breaking with the British monarchy and becoming republics. Uh, among them are Belize, Bahamas, the Bahamas, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, Antigua and Barbuda, uh, and Jamaica, which we've just been talking about. Antigua and Barbuda's uh, prime minister this, this week, Gaston Brown, he reiterated after the Queen's death that within the next three years, he expects Antigua and Barbuda to have a referendum that will that will separate uh, that island nation uh, from from the British monarchy and become a republic. And what's been the response from the British monarchy? I mean, are they easily or, or happy to let that happen, or are they trying to hold on to these countries that are in the Commonwealth? I think they're resigned to the fact that at least in the Caribbean, mm -hmm. I can't speak for regions like Africa and Asia, but I think they're resigned to the fact that in the Caribbean, there is a very strong movement, uh, a, 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 a slow movement, albeit, but, but still a strong movement to break with the British monarchy. And I don't think you, you're really not seeing a lot of effort on their part to, to keep these islands tethered to, to the monarchy. I, I think the, the, the British monarchy feels that as long as there's sort of that symbolic aura still hanging around, um, then, then maybe they don't mind so much that, uh, that, the, that the British monarchy will no longer be the head of state for these countries. And of course, the Caribbean is our backyard. Uh, what impact might all this have for South Florida, if any? Well, I think if we do see more Caribbean countries break with the British monarchy, I think it's going to um, become incumbent on the United States, whether it likes it or not, to increase its own involvement um, with the Caribbean. For example, I, I think one of the benefits you would might you might expect from having the British monarch as as your head of state, if you're a Caribbean country, is is a lot more help with things like climate change mitigation. You would have expected, for example, to see the British monarchy making a much bigger effort to get 
uh, scarce um, COVID-19 vaccines into the Caribbean Commonwealth countries during, during the pandemic. That didn't happen. In fact, one of the ironies was that Caribbean countries received uh, a lot of doses donated to them by India, a, a, former, a former colony mm-hmm. of, of Great Britain. Um, so, so, so there was an irony there. So I think what the United States um, has a chance to do here is, is step in once the British monarchy is, is out of the Caribbean and show that it is in, in, interested in being perhaps a, a more concrete partner with the Caribbean in areas like climate change mitigation than the British monarchy ever showed itself to be. That was WLRN's America's editor, Tim Padgett. You can find more of his reporting on the Caribbean and Latin America on our social media at WLRN Sundial. And tell us, what topics are catching your attention these days? Is there a particular story or subject you'd like us to dig into? Keep in touch with us by texting us at 786-677-0767. Again, that's 786-677-0767. And that's Sundial Now for Thursday, September 15th. I'm Leslie Ovalle Atkinson. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. The program is made possible in part by support from Miami Cancer Institute.